We welcome you into episode nine of the best podcast available. I'm Jason Gibbs alongside Andrew Gribble. Uh, after what has been a crazy 36 plus hours, Gribbs, we did have practice on the football field today. Uh, and it was a day, unfortunately, where the injuries once again took center stage and back in a big way, unfortunately. Gribbs, the latest on what's going on with Grant Delpit, who left practice today, Greedy Williams, who left practice today, MJ Stewart, another corner, Money Mitch wasn't on the field today. Any updates that you can uh, that you can give us? Compliments of our PR staff. Yeah, the, the closest thing we have to an update is is what we assumed with Grant Delpit. He went down during an individual period early in practice today, non-contact. It, it looks like, and uh, describing it as an Achilles injury, and he's undergoing further testing. And I know the the, the word Achilles can be a scary one, and that's because it's usually associated with pretty serious injuries. So, hoping for the best for Grant, but. Uh, it was the first in a, in a string of, the, of injuries today. And, and, and clearly, uh, Greedy Williams, is, I believe, happened during a tackling drill. Uh, his was a, a shoulder injury. He walked off with trainers shortly after that. Uh, and then MJ Stewart at some point uh, hurt the hamstring. And, and he, was, he was watching practice with, with an ice bag kind of wrapped around that hamstring uh, for the rest of it. So uh, three guys who really, if they had stayed healthy in today's practice, all three of them would have been on your first team defense because uh, Carl Joseph was not practicing today. This was an off day for him. Uh, so Delpit would typically fill in for Joseph with the first team defense. Greedy Williams obviously is a starter at the corner. Uh, and MJ Stewart had emerged as a starter in the slot. And, and all those guys were missing. And you mentioned Terrence Mitchell. Uh, we don't know the severity of, of his injury. He just wasn't at practice today. Uh, so uh, the depth was tested in a big way. And at one point in practice, you had guys like Elijah Benton, uh, the undrafted rookie, he was your starting safe, one of your starting safeties at, at that point. Donovan Alumba, uh, he was basically at, at Greedy's spot the rest of practice. Uh, and then even Tavier Thomas was filling in at the slot at times along with Donnie Lewis. So a, a lot of names fans aren't too familiar with, but uh, based on the severity of these injuries, uh, could be getting familiar with them in a hurry over these next few days. Yeah, even at linebacker, Solomon Ajayi, I, we saw him leave practice at the end. That uh, one's heat, though, so it should be good for good to be back tomorrow. Good, good. I'm, I'm very glad to hear that yeah. right now because with Ogunjobi out, too, it was kind of a pull out your roster card and let's figure out who's who uh, in, in that backfield. You know, you mentioned Carl Joseph. You know, I know they're slowly working him back, but – Right now, your safety room, which looked pretty darn good, I think, at the at the beginning of uh, of, of all this, now has Sheldrick Redwine, who's gotten some reps and had a nice little off season from a virtual standpoint, and has done and said all the right things. And then you got Sendejo, and really that's it. Now Joseph, you expect to be back by for the start of the season, but depth right now at the safety spot not exactly plentiful. Yeah, because the other three guys in the room right now are Elijah Benton and Javante Moffitt, two undrafted rookies. Uh, and then you've got JT Hassel, who saw the field a little bit last year, uh, but not a ton. So uh, it'll be interesting to see once we learn about uh, the extent of Delpit's injury, what do you do from a free agent standpoint? What do you do from looking around the league, trades you could potentially make? Because uh, we saw the move be made to bring in a Malcolm Smith at linebacker in the wake of Mac Folson's injury. So that was a pretty significant move, you know, not, you know, 
Malcolm Smith was available. So it's, he's, he's going to be fighting for a roster spot just like everyone else. But uh, it's, it's a little different than bringing, out, bringing in a random trial guy. I mean, this is a guy that, that won Super Bowl MVP a few years ago. I mean, that there's so you wonder what's out there, what's available. Uh, but it, like with all these COVID protocols and everything like that, it, it's going to take a few days. I wouldn't expect anything in a hurry. And, and you're going to have to kind of just plan out what you can do at, the, at that defensive backfield and who you real, realistically think uh, can be ready to go for that opening. You know, we talked about Donnie Lewis Jr. getting some snaps last year, uh, late round pick for the Browns. Uh, another guy that was getting some snaps and some meaningful snaps on that defensive line, Jordan Elliott was in there with Sheldon Richardson, Miles Garrett, and Olivier Vernon. Pretty nice little uh, group to learn from if you're the young rookie. Yeah, I mean, he's been basically starting on that defensive line since well, what was Larry, Larry's injury day two, maybe. So he's, he's getting thrown into the fire right away, and, he, and he's holding his own. And I think he, Larry had some really nice things to say about, about Jordan. And, uh, you know, he's, he's going to play. And I, I think that this is going to be some good experience from him. You're hoping to have Larry back uh, sometime soon. Uh, but I think you're feeling pretty good about that defensive line, which, you know, ironically last year, that was the group that was basically gone by the end of the year last year because of all the injuries and issues. Now, right now, it's basically your most healthy group on the defense uh, right now. They're, they're the stabilizing force. And uh, they, by far, we knew that they would probably be the strongest unit on defense. And right now they're definitely uh, your, your strongest and deep, deepest group uh, on that defensive unit. Yeah, I, I would totally agree. Uh, with that. Uh, Malcolm Smith, we talked about, added to the roster, and he was uh, in, in pads today and taking part in practice. Uh, the fact we did have a practice, Gribbs, uh, we were supposed to have a practice on Sunday. And I got a phone call, and I assumed that maybe we were moving practice up because there was a chance of rain. Eh, we were not doing that. We were not practicing. Uh, just an absolute crazy, crazy day. 77 false positives from 11 different teams. The Browns were one of them. The building went on shutdown. Uh, guys came back yesterday, did have a practice at the end of the day, led by Joe Woods, because Kevin Stefanski was one of the gentlemen who tested positive uh, under those false positives. So, uh, an absolute crazy day, and yet the team is still able to do something on the field on Sunday. Not a lot, and it led into Monday with about 20 guys still – or I'm sorry, I think it was 12 guys with 20 minutes before practice finally cleared to go in and practice today. But just a, just a crazy, crazy time, and, and as Alex Van Pelt said, a heck of a dry run on a worst-case scenario. Yeah, I mean, clearly it was not an ideal scenario. I mean, you're already down on practice time, and you're you're thinking like this team needs every every minute it can get on the field. But then you go back into your head for what were the thoughts racing through Kevin Stefanski's head and everyone else during those few hours when you didn't know if this was a testing irregularity when you you were under the impression, oh wow, you know this this is this is gonna this could shut things down for more than just uh, a few hours, and so. Uh, it, it's good that, that this turned out to be much ado about nothing. Uh, you lose a day of work, but clearly uh, the, the NFL went from thinking it had 77 positive tests to zero. And, and as they earlier today uh, touted out their numbers, the NFL had no positive tests from players between the weeks of August 12th and August 20th, and only six positives among staffers league wide. And I, I think that uh, clearly, this this incident was not great, and I think that the bioreference laboratories would love to have this for not to happen. Uh, 
Uh, but at the same time, I think the NFL clearly exceeding, I would say, its expectations with, with the COVID protocols yeah, yeah. so far. And every day it's a knock on wood with, with just you want to keep these numbers low. But uh, as of us taping this right now, only three players in the entire league are on the COVID list. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's about much better than probably a lot of people expected creating kind of these makeshift bubbles and, and really it's responsible behavior and following the protocols when you're in these buildings. And I think a lot of teams are doing that. And I think, you know, during those moments when the, the Browns were learning of the information of this, they had to be wondering like, how did this happen? You know, it's like we're, we're doing uh, everything right. But uh, it also makes you, I think at the same time as Stefanski said, it makes you realize there's two things. You don't want to get this and you don't want to give it to someone. And, and all those thoughts come racing when, when you have a moment like, like you did on Sunday morning. Yeah, well, Alex Van Pelt said it today when he talked to talked to the media. You know, he said the first thing I thought of was my in-laws were in town for a day visiting us, and he said, you know, do I got to do I need to call them right now and and quarantine them? Like, I mean, yeah. they're my in-laws. They're a little bit older. Like, what you know, what do I do here? And I, I think we all had that that moment where it was okay. Um, this is the situation. What? what's next and what's the future going to hold here uh, as we go. I think we all demo. We just talked about it before we even started recording this with uh, Jeff McDaniel and you and I, I mean, it was definitely something uh, a little scary, a little confusing and a little, you're just not sure what's going to happen. Yeah. But ultimately we're, we're back in the building. I'd, I never, if you had asked me on Sunday morning, if I was going to be back in the building uh, Monday morning, I would, I would have told you you're crazy, but back in the building, ready to go. Uh, Got my temperature taken, had my mask on. We're all following all the protocols. It, we are indeed. All right. We did have a practice today, Gribbs. Biggest takeaways outside of the injuries uh, for this practice. I, I thought it started off really well for the offense. It seemed like they were moving at a good pace, some good completions. Nick Chubb was awesome. I mean, just he was running the ball really well, uh, breaking off a handful of big gains. And then I just think that you hit kind of those moments where we've seen before with the offense where it's just not clicking or you're working through a few things and uh, things weren't just moving as well. I think that one of the best highlights of the practice uh, came near the end. They were running a goal line drill and, and Baker finds Harrison Bryant in the corner of the end zone for a touchdown. I mean, the guy is just everywhere and he's making the most of some starting opportunities right now that with David Njoku sideline. So uh, that was a good, good moment for the offense, but kind of just a, an uneven day. And I think that uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how the group bounces back tomorrow and how, how physical they are tomorrow with a quick turnaround and, and all those things. But uh, we did see the first dose of kind of a hurry up offense, uh, two minute drill type settings. And again, like, like everything we've seen, it's been kind of mixed results and then hopefully you come back and, and are better tomorrow. Yeah, everybody will be back in the building and it'll be knock on wood business as usual. Uh, that's a look at what went down today uh, at Cleveland Browns training camp practice. Right now, time for our interview of the day, and it's with uh, Larry Ogunjobi. And now Ogunjobi's been banged up a little bit, but we all know what Larry can do, and we know the offseason that he had in terms of getting ready for this. Gribbs, I know you had a few minutes to talk with him, so with that, have a watch and have a listen. All right, we're joined by Larry Ogunjobi. And, and Larry, just, just looking at this first week plus of, of camp, how have you felt about just the installation of everything and, and how everything's been going? Things are going well. Um, things have been firing on all cylinders for the most part. The guys are really coming together on offense and on defense. Um, guys are playing really well, playing really fast. 
and you can just see that chemistry and that camaraderie just, you know, kind of gelling together now that we're kind of getting to the dog days of camp. So, you know, starting to see guys really get comfortable in their positions and what they have to do in their assignments, understanding the playbook and things like that. So you can definitely start to see how it's translating on the field. People are getting a lot more comfortable in what they got to do and it's showing. And what's it been like coming back to a defensive line that really – for, for the main guys, it's, it's all the same from last year. And, and how much have, has that helped going into year two as this group together? Um, it helps just because, you know, you, you kind of know the guys already. You kind of know how each guy rushes, how each guy plays, kind of start playing off each other, kind of understanding, like, what does this guy do well? What does he do, doesn't do well? Things of that nature and just play off each other's strengths and then cover each other's weaknesses. So um, when you go into year two with the same group, it kind of just – makes things easier because now you kind of know how each guy operates. And like I, like I said, I've been with, uh, been with Miles since we got drafted. So I already kind of know how he rushes, how he likes to, you know, go about his business. So, and then, you know, with Sheldon and OB, it's kind of the same way now getting to understand them over OB all, all season. So just being able to kind of understand these guys and understand how we can all work together because to, rushing is, you know, uh, it's an art form, but it's also, you know, you got to rush together. So. And for you personally, saw some of the workout stuff you did in the offseason. What, what was your focus with getting into probably what's been the best shape you've been in since, since you've been with the team? Um, it's just that, that, that want to be great. You feel me? Like you just like at a certain point in your career, it's like you want to get over that hump. You want to you, you take it to the next level. You want to you wanna showcase what you can truly and what you feel that you can do. So. You just, I just go into every offseason trying to be better than I was before. And this offseason, you know, I feel like it was one of my best ones, if not the best one, just because of my just attention to detail, the level of training I was doing, the people I was around, just just the overall just focus and just the ability to just get it done and working on all the things that I didn't do so well and being able to master those things and just being more comfortable in myself and what I'm doing. So I'm really excited for the season. I, really, I just can't wait. What did you do differently, and, and how did you have to adjust based on all the restrictions? Um, I just, you know, I, had, I got a new trainer, um, worked on a lot of balance, mobility, core, you know, all the intrinsic muscles that, you know, we don't really think about, just just working on just being a better athlete. You feel me? Like, you know, the football team, we're going to do that every day. But when you become a better athlete, become faster, quicker, stronger, you know, more tuned, just to understand things that are going on, it just helps to become an overall better player. So uh, I did, that was the biggest thing of my offseason. I was just trying to get my strength up, trying to get my speed up, trying to get my, my quickness, my agility, my core. And I did that. So I, I felt really good, you know, coming into the camp. So I'm, I'm ready. From our perspective, it looks like Sheldon's the same way too, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> what what's it been like seeing him just it seems like he's in some great shape too just out there what what's that um this means he's focused he's ready you know he came in and uh says he wants to have the best you know season's career so i believe that so he's got to come out there and do it um he looks great he's feeling great he's a lot he's lighter than he was last year and he's moving a lot better so i mean i'm just excited and what's it been like with your new D-line coach, Chris Kiffin, especially him coming from San Francisco with what they were able to do on the defensive line last year? Uh, I think it's a blessing, to be honest. You know, he's a guy that, you know, just makes it make sense to tell me all the time. I'm really appreciative of him being here just because, like, a lot of times you may have coaches that kind of tell you things and then you, they, there's no real, like, there's no – there's a vision, but there's no roadmap, per se. But Coach Kiffin, 
Coach Kiffin and uh, JG, Jeremy Garrett, they do a great job of just making it make sense. You feel me? Like they, they know how to, you know, apply certain things to football, outside of football, and just make it make sense. You, you understand why you're doing something, how it works, how the whole defense works together as a whole. And it just makes you understand the overall picture better. So they do a great job of making it make sense. And when you got a guy like that, and you just, you know, when you start learning about your coaches and their history and their background and why they do what they do, it makes it way easier to play for them. So. How have you seen uh, Jordan adapt to, to his new surroundings here in kind of a unique situation for a rookie? He's doing great. Um, I'm very impressed with him just by his want to, his uh, his attitude, his overall demeanor, just what he wants to do. He wants to play, he wants to be great. And you, you see that in everything he does as far as when he asks questions, he wants to learn. He's he, he has the attitude that you don't really see a lot of times from other rookies. Like he's just one of the guys, he just wants to be out there. He wants to, to get better. He wants to learn. And when when you see that, it makes you like, like yeah, all right. Let's do it. Let's get better. Let's help you get better. Let's let's teach you. Let's tell you what to, like the things you got to learn. And he just makes it easy. Like he's he's a really cool rookie for sure. And how are you getting yourself ready to go without preseason games? What's the mindset that you have to have over these next two and a half weeks to to really be ready to go? Game one against one of the best teams in the NFL. You just got to attack. I mean, you have to, you know, each and every practice, you just have to know that I think we got 20 days left until kickoff. And it's, it's just one of those things where you you know that there's no wasted days. You know, every day you have to find a way to get better. You know, whether it's in your craft, whether it's in your your, your performance, whether it's in your, just IQ, your football IQ, you just have to find ways to get better because the clock is ticking. So, um, I mean, it's a different season for everybody. You know, all these extenuous circumstances and, Know, trying times with the virus and whatnot, but I think the biggest thing is just really just taking the one day at a time and just maximizing each and every day. Well, Larry, I really appreciate you joining us, uh, and and good luck out there on the in practice today. Appreciate it. Thanks, big guy. All right, Gribs, uh, a good interview with Larry Ogunjobi. A good few minutes, and we appreciate his time as he works his way back. I think he's getting better every day. I feel like he could probably maybe go uh, if if it were the season, but right now, the no sense and no need to rush him back, especially with all the other injuries that are currently happening on the defensive side of the football, your takeaways from Larry Ogunjobi and uh, your interview with him today. Well, I think the things that it was more about what he said about two of his teammates. I think that when I asked him about Sheldon Richardson and the shape he's in, he's clearly impressed by how Sheldon looks. I think he's as light as he's been uh, in a while and is playing really well. And then the way that he, he praised Jordan Elliott for kind of just jumping right in and, and being uh, something just a really uh, main part of this defense and really uh, jumping into it unlike a, a rookie might might be afraid to. So uh, I, I think Larry's confident in that group, and I think that they they know that they could have – that what happened at the end of last year just was as as worst-case scenario as it gets. And uh, I think that, that that group is ready. They came back hungry. Larry is in the best shape of his life. Sheldon's the best shape of his life. And they know that, that with 95 on the field that they're all the better for it. Uh, and then the, they'll certainly benefit from it at the start of the season. Yeah. And again, as you mentioned it right now, that's the deepest room on the defensive side of the football. So that is got positives written all over it because a year ago, that was actually not the case. All right. Looking ahead to Tuesday, you mentioned it. Uh, it's now a quick turnaround. We've gone from these afternoon practices. Now we're going to practice in the morning. Slated to start right around 11 a.m. 
Gribbs, uh, it'll be interesting to see what the time change does to these guys. And, you know, everybody's always in such a, you know, here's my agenda. Here's my routine. I don't want to alter the routine. Well, now it's being altered a little bit. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how these guys bounce back. Yeah, and I wonder how tested they get from a physical level because this will be going into a day off. uh, And really, you have practiced in a physical way less than you intended to this week because I don't Sunday was intended to be a maybe the most physical practice of camp they're doing they're going to do tackling drills do all this other stuff so you lost that day uh, mostly even though you went through a a smaller practice but I'll be interested to see if they really test these guys get them get them exhausted going into the day off and ready to get back to it on Thursday yeah and it will be interesting because you're gonna have Wednesday off four days of practice off Monday, and then you start getting into a routine and in preparation. And it's that last week of ramp up before we're officially in game week. So uh, a lot to see, a lot to do. What do you want to see a little bit more from this offense, especially if we do go to tackling? Uh, This is a big week, I think, for Jedrick Wills. I I, I watch here uh, as things start to ramp up and we start tackling. Yeah, Jedrick today had his first uh, penalty moment where he had a a false start. Uh, immediately had to jog to the sidelines and was replaced by Kendall Lamb. So that was uh, a, a rookie moment in practice today. But yeah, I mean, it's, I, I will say that the, the one we've, we've maybe lamented a little bit about some, some issues in the passing game. I think the running games looked fantastic so far. Uh, running backs have looked good. Offensive lines look good uh, blocking for the run. I think the Browns are okay in that department. So, it, but it, it, so it's just, I want to see more success through the air. You imagine that Jarvis will be out there because uh, he wasn't practicing today. So you've got the full uh, cavalcade of weapons. Uh, let's, let's start to see some movement and, and some successful two-minute drills, I would say. Yeah, no question about it. From the defense, obviously, and from the whole team, stay healthy. Let's, yeah. I, I would like a day where we're not reporting an injury. It's training camp. Things happen, but it seems to be coming in one big giant tidal wave on a daily basis. So – uh, let's hope that indeed is the case. And we're going to start seeing some of these younger guys, seeing what they can do on the back end, especially of this Browns defense. You can like and subscribe today to the best podcast available. Log on to clevelandbrowns.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also watch us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Browns. We are back with you after Tuesday's practice. For Andrew Gribble, I'm Jason Gibbs. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the best podcast available.